This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. It is baseball's opening weekend. It has felt like it's taken forever to get to this point. And of course, to a certain extent, after the long lockout, it has. Well, baseball is back and it brings with us a couple different new rules. The biggest one, of course, being the universal DH, which will be used both in American League and National League parks. One rule now, after the half century of essentially being separate rules for separate leagues that is now over the dh will be available everywhere and of course offenses all around baseball will probably be rejoicing especially in the national league where pitchers don't have to hit anymore and for fans that don't have to watch pitchers hit anymore but as we look at this on a friday a significantly full slate of games as you would expect we'll take a look at a couple of these here a couple different ways to slice and dice it and maybe a way to get yourself into plus money with a parlay or two as well we'll start in tampa bay where pitcher shane clanahan will host the Baltimore Orioles. John Means taking the hill for them. Now, Means, obviously, a very good pitcher. You saw what he was able to do last year, but the Orioles themselves are not so good. The Rays, on the other hand, as usual, are pretty darn good, and that's why I will take the Rays on this one. On the run line, you're talking about a minus one and a half, and that's at a plus 135. The expectation is this game will be a little bit close, likely because Means is on the bump for the O's, but I don't necessarily see it that way. I just don't think the Orioles are that good a team. I do really like the Rays. I like the Rays in their park. So to my mind, I look at that minus one and a half and think that has to be the fit. So that's where I'm going to go on that one regarding the opener in Tampa. When we take a look at the over-under in this game, the number is 7.5. And And given that, for these two teams, I take a look at the situation there and think that is probably an under. You're talking about two of the top pitchers. You're talking about one of the offenses that isn't very good in the Orioles. So in that one, I'm taking the under. That is a minus 110. Now, if you were to parlay these together at DraftKings, that would be the Rays on the run line at minus one and a half and the under seven and a half runs you get yourself into a plus 425 all of a sudden which is a pretty good number when you're looking at two things that appear to be reasonably likely uh, to occur when you're talking about this matchup so i like that in particular those are the three ways i'm going to look at this game in tampa bay as the opener in Tampa arrives. Now, we'll head to Minnesota with a really intriguing matchup between two of the most improved teams in the American League. And we're talking about the Minnesota Twins and the Seattle Mariners. Both of these teams are dark horse candidates to be able to make a run in the AL. And as you'd expect from two dark horse candidates, you have a very good pitching matchup. Robbie Ray will take the mound for the Mariners. Of course, you know how good Robbie Ray is. And if you listened to this podcast last year, you realize that you probably did pretty well 
by wagering on Robbie Ray over the course of last season. Joe Ryan will be on the hill for the Twins. This game, of course, in Minnesota. This early in the year, by the way, still kind of muggy, still kind of humid. Not that that goes away a lot in Minnesota, but especially so uh, at this point in these early areas where you're still getting a lot of rain in the area as well. So I look at this game and I think, well, the best pitcher on the mound is Robbie Ray. Otherwise, these two teams appear to be somewhat similar. So I am going to take the M's on the money line. That's a minus 105 to take Seattle just to win the game outright. The over-under sits at 8. Now, when you don't have that half run, that can do a couple things. One, you can look at it as making it harder for you to win. You can also look at it as protecting you in bets when they don't turn out the way you expect them to. In this case, I'm not really bothered by it. You're talking about the two best pitchers on the teams on the mound for the most part. Robbie Ray, of course, tremendous to keep the runs down. It's one of the reasons I have the M's winning this game. I'm going to go with the under. If you were to parlay those together, the M's to win on the money line, and fewer than eight total runs scored. The parlay is a plus 310, and I'm comfortable with going that way as well. Now, we talk about hitting the uh, unders. Well, let's go to a place where there's an over, and not just to a normal number, a crazy number. That, of course, would be Coors Field, where the Los Angeles Dodgers take on the Colorado Rockies, the Dodgers, the best team in baseball when you look at their roster, when you look at their lineup, when you look at their rotation, when you look at everything, the Dodgers appear to be the best in the biz. By the way, if you'd like to, the only team at the moment that I really look at the team futures for the season and think about a squad that is likely to win the World Series, that's the Dodgers. If you feel like you'd like betting on their futures, right now at DraftKings, they're a plus 500, which quite frankly, given how dominant they're expected to be and the margin of error that they have given the depth on their roster, that seems like a pretty good deal, plus 500 on the Dodgers to win the World Series this year. In this game, Walker Bueller will be on the mound for the Dodgers and native son Kyle Freeland, the lefty on the hill for the Rockies. Freeland has had difficult time getting back to his form from a couple years ago. And as a guy that doesn't throw very hard, that makes things pretty dangerous in Coors Field. This one to me is easy. The Dodgers are the better team. Ignore the fact that Chris Bryant is there for the Rockies. Makes things more interesting. Doesn't necessarily make the team a lot better. Remember, of course, he's replacing Trevor Story. So the Rockies, who were not a good squad, last year are not expected to be good this year either. I'm taking the Dodgers on the run line of minus one and a half for a minus 135. That is, of course, the expectation. I'm taking the under, however, even at Coors Field. That's because the number for the over-under is 11 and a half runs. I get it. 11 and a half is almost a hilarious line, but of course, when you look at the offense of the Dodgers, it's possible. The Rockies, of course, have some power. They added it in Brian or Randall Gritchick. They still have a couple players that can knock it out of the park here and there as well. So there is an opportunity to get lucky, but Bueller is such a good pitcher that I don't think the Rockies are going to be able to put that many on the board. I think the Dodgers do. I think this stays under the 11 and a half, though not by much, that's a minus 105 to do so. If you parlay those both together at DraftKings, you find yourself at a plus 245. I'm comfortable doing that. If you decided uh, that you felt bold and the over was where you wanted to go because of the potential power between these two teams, well, I get that as well. And if you wanted to go with that particular direction, the over 
is the minus uh, 105 as well. Ends up being a, a similar situation. And so the parlay as well, the same 245. So pick your poison on that over under. The odds at the moment are the same. It's up to you on whether you think the Rockies and the Dodgers will bash the ball or just simply smash the ball with an over under of 11 and a half. Uh, fireworks expected on opening day in Denver. Final game we're looking at is the Texas Rangers. We'll start John Gray, their addition from the Colorado Rockies, makes the opening day start in Toronto against Jose Barrios. Barrios, very good strikeout pitcher. I have Toronto winning this game on the money line. That puts them at a minus 165. Now the over-under sits at 9.5. There are some thumpers. Texas got better in the offseason, added some power, and of course, you know about Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Bo Bichette. The power is certainly there for the Toronto Blue Jays. I am taking the over nine and a half runs. That's a minus 105. So in both of those, you're taking the favorites. You're t- paying a little bit of juice. Toronto minus 165 and the over a minus 105. But you parlay those together over DraftKings. And I like both of them. Then you get up to a plus two. So that's the way I'll be going on this Friday as baseball gets going for its opening day weekend. Uh, Those are the four games I'm focusing on, the three different ways I'll be betting each of them. And, of course, like I said, hey, you know, if you feel like throwing the futures on the Dodgers to win the World Series at plus 500, that doesn't seem like a bad bet at all, even at this early stage of the season. Uh, Soon enough, we'll have our co-host Jennifer Piagenti join us as well as the baseball season gets going in earnest next week. Looking forward to talking to you then. If you already subscribe to Sticks and Stacks, thank you and happy to have you back during baseball season for sure. I know I'm happy to see it back spring has sprung and it feels good. Missed the hardball. Jennifer Piagenti will join us next week. Thanks for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, hey, that little button right where you're near play where you picked it up right now, you can click that as well wherever you got your podcast. And if you do, we very much appreciate it. I will catch you next week right here. My name is Sean Drotar. If you'd like to follow me, you can do so at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.